Hey, good evening, our Baisai. The learning of tonight is sponsored as a schos, Ili Nishmas, my wife's grandparents, or grandmother, whose yard site is tonight, Freida Bas Yosef Nossen, and her grandfather's yard site was last week, Yaakov Sholem ben Shabbos Yitzchak. Schos of our learning should be a schos, Ili Nishmasam, the Hey Nishmasam, Surah Basarachayim. Amen. Schos of our learning should also be a schos for Shlema, from Miriam Bela, Bas Nacham, Vasayik Shar, Chayle Yisrael. Okay, so last week we went through the story, we finished up the story of David, Abigail, David's ready to kill out Novus, Abigail comes at the last minute, convinces him not to kill, Avi, not to kill out Novus, and he backs away, and we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of, Nov, of, of, of Novel, Novel doesn't have such a lovely ending, he dies ten days later, and... David, after Novel dies, sent, David sends a message to Abigail that he'd like to marry her as a wife. David takes Abigail as a wife. In addition, he takes, the Pasuk tells us, So he's two additional wives over his original wife, which is Michal Bashol. And then the Pasuk says something very interesting. The last Pasuk in the Perik tells us, Vishol Nosanus Michal Bitoi Eishas David. Shol takes David's wife, he married her, Kapshut, never gave her a get. David's still alive. He takes his daughter and he takes her away from David and gives her to Palti Ben Laish Asher Migal. And we'll see, Bez Hashem, that not tonight, but much later on in the story, David gets Michal back. Now, this obviously raises a very interesting question, what exactly happened, why did Shaul decide to take her away from David, how could he do it Ashes Ish, Shaul the Bechir Hashem is not being over an Ashes Ish Deiraisa, he's not causing his daughter to be over an Ashes Ish Deiraisa so obviously Shaul had some sort of Cheshven and whatever the Cheshven is going to be, we have to make it work with the fact that David eventually remarries her, which is important to remarry. so David takes her back as a wife which means that David held she never did Naveira, because if she did Naveira, so if a lady's Mizana, she's also to ever go back to her husband. And this is one issue. Why is this mentioned specifically over here? It's also going to have to be mentioned where this comes into the story. So, a few Nakudas over here. And really, it's about Chayv from last week. You said we would mention it. So, first of all, Chazal tell us something very interesting. Chazal tell us that what's Pshat that Shol took the wife of David, and gives her to someone else. So the Gemara says that Shaul felt that the Kedushin that David gave her was never a valid Kedushin. Why? So if you remember the story, how did David get Michal Bashol with the May Arlis Pelishtim? That was the deal. Kill 100 Pelishtim, bring their Arlis, bring it to Shaul, and that will be the Kedushin. Now, in the end, David went above board, 200 Arlis Pelishtim. Now, obviously, that's not much of a kedushin. You know, stand under the chuppah and hand your wife, may always push them, she's not going to be very happy with it. But, David was entitled to a tremendous dowry. Not dowry. David really was owed a tremendous amount of money from Shaul, because Shaul made a big announcement, whoever kills Goliath, so the king's going to make him rich. So David really had a tremendous amount of money that was owed to him by Shaul. The problem is that if you're Mikadosh B'milva, if a lady owes you millions of dollars, it's a meichel v'chayiv, and let's use that as a mekudushin, it's not mekudoshes. You have to actually hand her something. So mekadosh b'mil v'ena mekudoshes. Now, 
What happens? This is a sugi in Kedushin. If you're Mikadish with, you give her 25 cents, plus you owe her a million dollars, and say, that will be the Kedushin, the 25 cents, plus I'm being Meichel of a million dollar chayv. So Mikadish b'milva upruta, you gave her a pruta plus the loan. Is it daite amilva? She's really thinking about the, the loan. That's why she's reached the Kedushin, in which case it's not Kedushin, or daite apruta. Now over here, this... May Arlos push them, if you went to the Chinese market, they'd be selling it as cat food for a pruta. So it had some minimal value. And the question is, is Daite a milver, Daite a pruta? And it was Machleik, as David and Shaul, Shaul held that the Kedushin was not chal. That's what the Gemara says. And Mela Shaul was able to take her, give her to somebody else, and <coughs> Shaul held she's mutter. Now what happened? Oh, so this is a very important sugya. This is the Machleik, as Rav Henkin, or Moshe, when you have a couple that gets married without Kedushin, without hope of a Kedushin, they get married in secular court, or they get married by a uh, reform Rabbi Sally with an exchange of ring ceremony that has no validity, la so, good, that wasn't a good marriage. And then they got divorced ten years later, a secular divorce, and, are, and, and, and she get, then gets married to someone else. So the kids, Mamzeirim, so Ramayshan, really, it's very, very strong, Makairis and Nachrayim, it would seem to be the Ikel Allah, and that's what we name on, says, no, the kids are not Mamzeirim. Why? Because the first marriage is not a valid marriage. Ah, your cash, it's Rav Henkin's time that later on, they live together, we know they live together. So Teretz says, the Gemara says, that Kol, that it's Aldas Kedushin Rishayin Hu Oisa, that whenever a person lives with his wife, he thinks they had a marriage ceremony, so everything that goes on further, they don't have, they don't have Das, that... That should be a Kedushin. They have Das, Al-Kedas, Kedushin, Rishayin, So that's why Shaul felt they weren't married. He could give her to Palti ben Laish. Now, what happened? Did Palti ben Laish live with her? So the Malbim says, you're talking about they live together. But since she thought it's Mutter, she's an Oynis. She has the Halach of an Oynis. If it's Omer Mutter, Bezdin Paskin, she's allowed to be with Palti ben Laish. So the Halach <coughs> is that if there's an Isha, and her husband goes off from Medina Sayam, and they come back and they tell her that... Uh, you know, two Adam come and say your husband died, and then Bezin passing, she'll have to get remarried, right? Whoever remembers Yvonne Sinsubas, remember from, from Dafyemi. So Allah is, she's not also to her husband. So over here also, she was told by the Bezin Agogel, she's mother, so she'd not become also to her husband. That is how the Malbim went. However, the Gemara tells us that Haldi bin Laish never did, never touched her. And that's why he's referred to later as Paltiel. Baruch, who puts his name together with Paltib and Laish, to show that he was on a tremendous magic. What he did is a bigger, bigger, much bigger Nesayin than Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik, his Nesayin was an Eifin Iser. And he knew it was wrong. It was still a big Nesayin. Palti was told by all the G'dayli Adar, this is Mutter. And he still appreciated that it's Aser. And the Melehi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Mitzar Shmai, to the shame of Palti. Now, how did he hold himself back from doing an Aver? It's a, it's a, it's a Dover Pell, it's a Dover Mavel. Everyone's telling him it's his wife, and, and, and he lived with her for a while, and, and, and never touched her. How's it, Shaykh? So the Gemara said that he realizes this is wrong. He took a sword, and he was not cherev between beds. Never gonna, that if he's going to touch her, he's going to be killed with this cherev. Now, what is that supposed to mean? That sword is sitting there. There was no, you know, uh, autonomous robot that was going to chop him up with, you know, with the Alexa and the cameras if he touched her. What does the sword do for anything? So Teretz says, and I've heard this from, I heard this from my rise, I heard this from my friend, I've heard this from a few, I remember who they said it over from, maybe it's from Chaim Shalevet, it's possible Chaim Shalevet as well, that, that he had an Osiris. At that moment, he understood that this is wrong. This is not my wife, I can't touch her. 
He understood that when you have an Osiris, we all have moments of Osiris. If you make it Kabbalah at that moment, you do something to make it real, then it will be kind. He took that sword, and every time he saw that sword, it reminded him of how wrong he felt it was at that first moment. So the sword and Khanami had no physical power, but had tremendous emotional power, tremendous power to remind him of his Kabbalah, he's not touching someone else's wife. And that was when he said of being Medaka the Kherav into the carcass. Every time he saw a sword in the bedroom, it reminded him, this is not my wife. And that's it's, it's a tremendous Yisoyed. People in Misair to something, and if you make a Kabbalah at that rega, when you have the Sairis, then you'll constantly remember it. If you don't do something bishas ma'isa, so then you know right when it happens, you feel you'll never. You know you hear us a, a story and you're sragish and okay, gavaldi. I'm going to say actually also such merdik kavonik. I heard a story, someone got better, whatever, whatever. I'm just giving a marshal, right? And then it lasts for one day. By the second day, you're already saying it quickly. By the third day, you're mumbling it under your breath and out without saying half the words like you always did. So. It's a Yisai that you learn from Khalti bin Laish, you have a Yisairis, you have to add Shetechbats, you have to make it real, and that way it will last. So this is what the Gemara says. The Radak does not like this. The Radak doesn't like this, Mahal. Radak says, Shaul wouldn't have taken her away without the get. So Radak says... According to the Gemara, it was Machlikas, David, and Shaul, is that what it was? Yeah. David held, they were married. Yeah. Mekadosh Milva Pruta Daita Pruta, and Shaul held Daita Nova. Uh, so, the Radak doesn't like this chat. He brings Chazal Shai doesn't like it. So, Dr. Radak, he gave Nos and Michal get. He's running for his life. He realizes bad news. Who knows what's going to happen? May never come back. He gave her a get. Uh, now, the Kasha is fine. So, he gave her a get. So, he's, she's, he's allowed, she's allowed to marry Palti bin Lai. That's Meridik. But the problem is, there's a halacha in the Torah, Machzah that if someone gets divorced, and the wife remarries someone else, you can't remarry your wife. So, what, what happened? So, what? You say? No, no, no. Already, if there's Ayerson, it would already be enough. The Suh would already be enough. So, Zuck Adak that it was really two options. Maybe it was considered a get mu'usa. The halach is that if someone's forced, you know, it's all we like to hear the stories about the guy with the cattle prod making people give gittin, and we feel bad for the poor lady, but you have to remember that the guy might be causing more harm to the lady than to the guy with his cattle prod, because if the halach, if it's being done shaloi kedin, a get mu'usa shaloi kedin, if you force a get, where it's not proper api halacha, the get is bottle, and all the kids are mamzeir. So, he says that David gave the get only because he was forced to, and get Ma'usa wasn't chal, and the Mela, that's why he was allowed to remarry. Kataka wasn't shal there's a get, but it wasn't chal. Oh, why was he forced to? The circumstances? How's that? Yeah. That's called force? So, so he says maybe. Anyone's maybe giving he a said, get he says, so you have to take a look. Maybe shal. No, it's not true. For, circumstances are forced. And the other guy, otherwise, you're going to be put in jail. This is why you know, the New York State get law is very problematic. Being forced by circumstances is called being forced. But in addition, could <laughs> be shown. Same when he goes to Medina, say, yeah, yeah, he gives a get. No, that's because he, he might come, he wants it because he might not come back. If someone else is chasing him away, I hope I'm, I don't want to get too far until because getting for today. One other option that Doc says is that maybe David was moister meida before he gave the get. The halachas, if you're moister meida, then the get is bottle. Now, when we give a get, halacha, so you're mevatel mesiris meida. But okay, obviously they do that then. So that's what the Doc says. But it's interesting that the Medrash Rabbah says something else. The Medrash Rabbah says that Doig told Shmuel, told Shol, that he's a married b'malchus, he has a din of a mace, his kedushin is pocket, because a mace can't be married to somebody. Where does such a weird svar come from? I don't know, but that Doig said it, Doig was a big tamachachim. 
But you know why Shaul, why did David get such a Mishunah Zika Einish? That he has to get punished, that his wife should be taken away from him? Zak the Musa Anavim, you know where it came from? You know who thought of this Chajim first? So we saw last week, Chazal said when Avigail told David, that this is not going to be a of Gilirais, David wanted to do an Aveir with Avigail then. She said, no, not now. Different time we can have the Aveir, Basheva. How could David do an Aveir? She was Aishas Ish. So Terrence says, David thought in his mind, this Cheshvin, you know, the Yitzhahara brought him this Cheshvin that maybe, because he held novels in Meribah Malk, he's allowed to kill novels, he's on his way to kill novels, he has a dinner of a mace, his wife's already mutter. He thought this thought, the Kaddish Baruch says, okay, you're going to get punished, that the same thoughts can be used against you to take away your wife. I'll call upon him, as they shall to Musa Nevi'im. So now we, uh, we cover this topic and we can move on. Now we'll see that this that David gave, that David's wife was taken away from him. So where does it come in Mamish over here? So it's interesting. Mepharshim say, that this was a response of Shaul. Shaul sees... That David, you know, it wasn't so secret, just married two more wives. Now, when you're married to the king's daughter, so you don't just take new wives without asking the king's permission. So Shaul saw this as a further merida against his rule, which is going to explain the Hemshech of the Perak we're about to see, that Shaul is once again on the run after David. Shaul sees David's a whole new life. I took two new wives without what happened to my daughter. So first of all, he decided that prompted him for whichever halachic cheshben to take Michal and marry off to someone else. And it also prompts a renewal of the sinna between Shaul and David. What came first? The Zephim coming now? or Now, Shaul that's what causes arm, the right? Zephim to come again, because of this. Oh. Now, Shaul apparently is no longer in such, you know, even though he'd already made a shul, he's not going to touch David. But now, he's provoked into chasing David again. So the Pasuk tells us, Mama should repeat of what happened a few prokim ago, the same Zifim, apparently they didn't like David very much at all. David's back in that same old hiding place, he's back. Now it could be David thought he was safe, Shaul already promised not to harm him. But Shaul is... uh, we saw he's provoked by David marrying extra wives, whatever the reason was. He, you know, back into you know, the thoughts of David trying to kill him, or whatever the reason was, Shaul's going to go after David again. Now, it's interesting. What's Pshat and Zephim? So some of Arshim say they didn't know that Shaul and David really made up, and Shaul promised never to harm David, otherwise they never would have came. But I saw a lot of other Mepharshim say, no, they, they were well aware. For whatever reason, they didn't like David, and they were, they were coming to provoke Shaul to fight. But if you notice, they're very careful with their wording. If we go back to the other parak when the Zephim came, so over there, they came in a, with a much starker taina. Right? What do they say? So over there it says that V'yalu Zephim el Shaul ha-givasa leimer ha-leidov m'satim adam m'tzudas b'charasha and over there they told Shaul, whenever you want to go attack him, go attack him. And they, they said a lot more. Over here they just say, you should know David's here. Some Chitana others say, because they weren't so sure where exactly Shaul stood with David. They had heard that there was some sort of reconciliation, they weren't sure. So they're just going to tell him the facts. Because if, you know, they say, go attack David, and Shaul doesn't want to, then they're going to get in trouble. So they just came and said, listen, I, I don't know if you want, if this is important to the Melech, but just letting you know, David's back in the old hiding spot. 
Vayakim shal vayeyed al midbarsif, viita ishleishis alofim ish bachuri yisrael, 3,000 choice soldiers, vavakish is dovim al midbarsif. That's interesting. It doesn't say over here that he was going to kill David. Some say maybe he wanted to just, you know, capture David and lock him up. It doesn't say over here he wanted to kill David. Vayichin shal begivas hachachiwa asher al pnei yishimin. Shoal arrives at David's last known <coughs> hiding spot. David's not there. So he camps out with his men on the derech. The David Yoshev ben Midbar, the Yarki va Shoal Achav Hamidbar, and David is made aware that Shoal is coming to chase him. Now, David's unsure what happened. Uh, didn't Shoal make a promise not to harm me? So the Yishach Dovim Miraglim, David sends spies to figure out what's going on. And he's told that Shoal is coming. 100% to, to capture David. This is not a mistake. He's not out on a different expedition. So David realizes his life's in danger. And David decides to, very risky move, to do the exact same thing he had done in the past. Go and prove once again to show that he doesn't have anything in his mind against Shol. David. He comes to the place where Shol was camped. Vayar David as hamokim asher shochav sham shol. David sees the spot in the camp where Shol is sleeping. The Avner Bener sat zvoi together with his general Avner Bener. The Shol shoychev b'maagol v'haom chaynim sivaisav. So they had a very smart way of protecting the king. They had a circle. The inner circle was top soldiers. Inside the circle was the general and the king. And then around them they had all the soldiers for protection. They had sentries and guards, and everything was set up properly. So David sees this camp, and David decides he's going to infiltrate all the way up to Shaul. Vayan David vayomer el Achimelech achiti velavishai ben Tzriya achi yoyev. Now we're introduced now to Avishai ben Tzriya. Who's Tzriya? Tzriya is David's sister. Interesting. I heard this when I rise and pointed out that she probably might have the most mentions of her name in all of Tanakh, because Yoyev ben Suri is constantly mentioned, and Avisha ben Suriya. And Suriya was David's sister, so these are David's nephews, or his top generals. So he tells Avisha ben Suriya, his nephew, and Achimelech Achiti, that Lamer me yeret iti el shol. Who's going to come down with me? We're going to infiltrate, infiltrate into the camp. El David gave an offer. Who wants to go? We're going on a risky, maybe you could call it a suicide mission. Who's coming on the mission? Avisha says, I want to come. They say, okay, he only wants to take one person with him. David and Avishai sneak up to the camp at night. Shol is sleeping in the middle of the inner circle. His spear is stuck into the ground. And next to his head, Mirashaisav next to his head, Avner and all of the people are sleeping around. Now the album points out that there's a change in Lashon. It says that the Ha'om Shaykhim Sivasai doesn't say Khainim. Before it says they're Khaim, they're camped. Well here it says that the people, it doesn't call them machana, the people are sleeping. So he says, because originally when they were in a well-ordered military camp, so it says that the Om was chaynim, they were, they were, they were in, a, in, in a good order. But now they're all fell asleep on duty, so they're just Om, they're a bunch of people sleeping. Fayim Ravishel David. Oh, so we'll see, that it was Mes Hashem. Hashem caused them to fall into deep sleep. Slumber came down in Hashemayim. Fayim Ravishel David. Sigar Likim Hayim Asevecha Biyodecha. So Avishel looks and he says, look, 
Your enemy was put into your hands by Kodesh Baruch to kill him. Now, I'll take a spear right through Shoal into the ground. I won't have to do it again. That will be the end of Shoal. We'll be done with this, all this chasing. Everything will be all over. Don't kill Shoal. How could anybody dare to touch the one that was anointed by Kaddish Baruch Hu and be, get a kapar from Kaddish Baruch Hu? David. David, it's not enough for David to say no. David says, Chai Hashem ki im Hashem yigefenu Either Kaddish Baruch Hu will kill him with Magefa or he'll get to his day, his predetermined age where he's going to die anyway. Umeis, Oib Muhammad he'll die in war. But I'm not touching him. Now, why did David have to make a shoe over here? At this point, the first time it happened, David was able to control himself. Even though his men said, go fight, David fought back to them. We're not touching Shaul. Now already, it was much harder for David, because Shaul already promised him, and he's proved to Shaul. And Shaul comes chasing him again. You can imagine how David felt, the, 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 the betrayal. And he understood that he has to do something to make sure he doesn't give in to his own Yitzhahara. So he made the Chai Hashem, this Shavu was made for his own Yitzhahara. Others say, no, he made a Shavu Tavisha, that if you dare touch him, you think, you know, we'll see that Yoyev, throughout David's lifetime, very often does things that David doesn't want him to do, Latavis David. He cares more about David's protection than David does when it comes to killing other enemies. So maybe he saw that that was the minig of the B'nai Tzriya of his nephews and he felt the need to make a shvua to Avishai, don't you dare touch him. Kim Hashem Yigefenu, Rashi says you carve Misasa, Yeim Ayyoveh Yeim is not Misasa, those words might sound familiar we say it on uh, on uh, on Sen Gedalia in the, in the Piet we say Yeim Ayyoveh, right, okay Terem Yispa Yeim Ayyoveh okay uh, he says, you know what I want to do? I want to prove it again to show. Take the spear, and take his water bottle, he had his canteen by his head, let's sneak up, take it and leave. Now it's interesting, he told Avisha to take it, then David takes it. So, for Hashem's sake, because David had second thoughts, it's a little bit dangerous having Avisha holding the spear right next to Shaul's head. It may be a little bit too hard for him to control him, and I might slip, and oh man, shoot, look what happened. You know, anybody has little kids knows about those types of things. So he decided, okay, he better take it himself. No one saw. They knew, they no one knew, they make it, no one woke up. Kikulam Yeshein, and they're all saying, "How's it possible?" These are the army of of, of Shaul, the Bechir, the, the, the choice soldiers of Klal Yisrael. So the pasuk tells us, "Kitademas Hashem Mafalaleim," because Min Hashemayim. When I call the Shabbos, who wants you to sleep, you sleep. Ah. What? Kitademas Hashem Mafalaleim. That's that's what happens to all the Bachrim when they try to make it to Shachos. Yeah, I hear. Okay. Ah. Now, Vayav. Now, the Tadema. didn't mention it before. Before they're sleeping, okay, they can doze off, but that, that he makes it all the way into the camp and, and, and takes the things, and no one even notices as they're leaving that the Pusk has to explain. Vayav, David, Haever, so David passes over the, the valley. 
gets himself far away. He climbs up a mountain. Until he was well distant, safe from the camp. No one could attack him quickly. And now, he calls out in a loud voice to the general. Hey, Avner, wake up, answer me. Right away, what does Avner say? Me at the current, he doesn't know what it is. We said, Chutzpah, who's waking up the king? How, how do you make so much noise at night? The king's sleeping. You're a great person. There's no one like you. You're a Giber Chayel. How, how could you fall asleep on duty? Let the king risk the king's life. Someone came, right, to, to kill the king. Can he be Moves Atem? You're all deserving of being killed. He didn't watch over the Mashiach Hashem. The Torah A, Eichanis Hamelch. And by the way, anybody notice where's the king's spear? The Sapach Samayim, the king's water bottle. Hashem Rehashesim. Now, David's taunting Abner Bezunter. Why don't you just call out the show directly? So, really, Chazal tells us that Abner is responsible for what happened here. Because after the first story, Shaul Taka saw that David cared about his life, and Shaul said that David's a bigot sod could be many. <coughs> he came back to the palace. Avner told him, no, no, no. You don't know what happened. You went to the cave. David was nowhere nearby. You clothed your corner of your bag and caught in a bush, in a thorn bush. It ripped off. David was an opportunity. He climbed down and he saw the piece of your bag and he held it up. He could have killed you. David never had an opportunity to kill you. And Shaul bought into it. It was all Avner's fault. And because this Chazal said that's why Avner's going to end up being killed in a Misa Mishun, he's going to be killed. We'll see how he's murdered later. And it's because he was the one who instigated this by convincing Shaul the first time wasn't true. So David now is taunting Avner. Hey, you're, you're the one who says it wasn't true that I have the Billy look. And this time there's nothing to say. He, he had the king's spear. It was clear. But meanwhile, Avner's out of the picture because now Shaul wakes up. The Yaka Shaul is called David. Shaul recognizes David's voice. Is this you, my son David? Yes, it's my voice. And again, he speaks with COVID. Why are you chasing me? What did I do wrong? As Abde, he speaks a little bit harshly. He says he asked permission, but the king should hear the words of a servant. That was six very harsh words. If Hakadosh Baruch Hu was Mesis, you lost Mesis and Midia, causing someone to do an convincing someone to do something wrong. So then Yerach Mincha. Then I have to do true with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But if it wasn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu cause of Bnei Adam Arurim Heim with his people, which was Avner, they should be cursed of Hashem Kigershuni Hayoyim because those people they chase me away Mistapeach Benachas Hashem from having a connection to Eretz Yisrael. We'll see after this. David realizes he must escape from Eretz Yisrael. Leimor Leich Avoid Elihim Achayim. Go serve all the gods. Where did they say go serve? They didn't say go serve the Tsar. So Chazal tells us Rashi brings a Yitzim Eretz Yisrael Chutzar as Kiilu Eved Avay Tsar. So for David being chased out of Yisrael, being Kiilu, he's being told to go serve Avay Tsar. And David saw very, very, very harsh words for those that are convincing Shaul to continue chasing him. Now Chazal a very they find fault David's choice of words over here. And the Gemara says Amr Abelazar Amr Le'Akolish Baruchu David. Mesis Karasli, you call me a Mesis? I'm the one who's like a Mesis. Yes, I'm convinced someone else will have a Zara. 
You know what? Harei ani machshulcha bedover shafil to make yourself beisrab and yaidim myself. Kisisa shreis bnei yisrof kudem and also mishkayf and nafshay. Every kid knows you don't count people, right? And we're going to have later in the end of Shmuel Beis the yamid sotan al yisrof the yosses as David lunes yisrof and the sotan convinces David to count Kal Yisrael, Mamash, unexplainable, except that it was the Satan who does it, like it says in the Pasuk. And why is that? It's because David said that Kalish Baruch was a Mesa, Kalish Baruch was a Mesa, you'll see what a Mesa is when the Satan is Mesa. Is yeah. If Hashem is the one who convinced you to go and chase me down, so then, Yorich Mincha, I'm going to have to bring a carbon to Mechapra, Kodesh Borchu. Yikavu Barachim Tfilos, Yashas Lachashiv, Chamosu Himeni, Kodesh Borchu should be Mechapra, I mean, and remove this cast. But if it was a person who convinced you, that person, or who Lashem is chasing me out of Eretz Yisrael. The Lashem of Hashem causing him to do something wrong is not a couple of Don't allow any of my blood. To be spilled, it doesn't make sense. The king is chasing down a flea. The same way you chase after the the partridge. That's what Rashi says over here. It's a hush of a bird that the kings would go on hunting expeditions. And you know, you imagine here the king's going on a hunting expedition to chase a mosquito. It's ridiculous. So what are you chasing me down? I'm a nobody. So it's the same lashon you said last time. Uh, and over here, Shaul finally says words that he has not been able to get out of his mouth until this point. All the other times when, when Shmuel told him he did things wrong, when David says, finally Shaul says, Khatasi, attack it did Shuv b'ni David, kiloi eiroloch oid, I never, I won't do anything har- more harm to you. Tachasesha yoker nafshi b'necha, you hold my life precious in your eyes. I am as I, even after a second time I chased you down, hine hiskalti ve'eshke harbe ma'id. He says that I taka did a shrekach a thing. I'm the one who went against you. And uh, I, I, I did a foolish thing. The, the, the Masuda says, "I'll carry Isi Shashem Imach. I see Hashem's with you." But for Beisi Lishka, it's Lirodvcha Loydover, and I chase you again for no reason. Shaul sees this mamash silly. It's the second time Dover, and now he realizes that what Avner told him last time is ridiculous. So, so, so two times David spared his life. He finally says, "Chatasi, please come back." I did a terrible Avera, I acted like a Meshuggah, but please, be moichum. So David, Lamaise doesn't trust Shaul anymore. Vayan, David, Vayemer, Hineach, and Nisamel, he says, listen, I'm going to give you back your spear. Chasa Shaul, I'll never harm the king. And he says, but he doesn't even trust Shaul enough to walk into the camp. Vayavar, Echemeh, and Orme, Gechel. So one of the, you know, one of the young boys from the camp, one of the young servants, comes to get back the king's spear. Vashem, Yoshev, Le'isha, Sid, Kosev, Esamunose, and he says, the Kalashbach should pay me back for my tzitkes and my emunah, Hashem hayoyim biyod, Hashem gave me over, you over into my hands, and I didn't touch you, and v'hinei kasher godlo nafshecha hayoyim azeh be'enai, and just like your life was precious in my eyes, king dig tigdal nafshi be'enai Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should pay me back, mida k'neged mida, that I held my enemy's life precious in my eyes, not to kill a nefesh, I should look at my life as precious, should save me, and this is the last words that Shol will speak to David, until Shol's patira, he says, you're going to be matzliach, you're going to be the king, you're going to have tremendous success, David goes off in his way, and Shaul goes back to the palace, and we'll stop over here, Be'ez Hashem,
coming up, and it will be next week or the next, we're finally getting to the story of Shaul and the witch. Maybe we'll cover Purim the week after Purim. Okay.